0: Good morning and welcome to Practice Laps, our daily discipleship podcast. I'm Chad Ballard, the lead pastor at Mount Vernon Baptist Church. This morning we are continuing our conversation uh, about, um, about the should a Christian drink alcohol. And uh, I will tell you in no uncertain terms, I believe that the scripture does forbid it, even though some might argue, and, and if you have not seen yesterday's podcast, I, I don't want to go back for the sake of time, I'd never get through this if I'd Redo each one of them each day. But go back and listen to yesterday's if you haven't had a chance. And I lay out the words in the original language that are used and what they actually mean and why sometimes we get confused on what wine really is when we read the Bible. But the next thing I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about uh, why Christians shouldn't drink wine at all or any kind of alcohol. And I mentioned that all forms of liquor, hard liquor, uh, are from the... The word "sakar" in the Hebrew, and they are expressly forbidden at all times. There's no such thing as being able to uh, drink whiskey, or rum, or vodka, or gin, or those things, uh, and say, "Well, I don't get, I didn't drink enough to get drunk." No, the Bible forbids those altogether. There's no question about that. And as you look at what the original language actually says in the Scripture, but today I want to address a theological level and a very dangerous argument that people often make, saying that. That it must be okay to drink wine because Jesus turned water into wine at the, uh, uh, at, the at the that was the first miracle at the uh, wedding in Cana of Galilee, and so I want to point out why that is a very very dangerous stand to take. So let me just read this uh, this account from John chapter two and read the first ten verses. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding, and when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, "They have no wine." And Jesus said to her, "Woman, what does that have to do with us? My hour is not yet come." And his mother said to the servants, "Whatever he says to you, do it." Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish custom of purification containing 20 or 30 gallons each. And Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. So they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw out some now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it to him. And when the head waiter tasted the water, which had become wine, he, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom. And said to him, every man serves the good wine first, and when the people have drunk freely, then he serves the poorer wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. Now let me stop right there. Now would Jesus, assuming that they've been drinking wine, and understand this is six water pots filled with that hold uh, 20 or 30 gallons, it said containing 20 or 30 gallons each. Uh, Let's just say they were all 20. That's 100. 120 gallons of wine. That is quite a bit of alcohol if that's what's happening here. And Jesus, why in the world would Jesus have added fuel to a drunken wedding party? Now that's something to think about because they had already emptied some pictures some like this, okay, and run out. And this that is the picture that we paint of our Lord and Savior when we use John chapter 2 to try to justify drinking wine the way we understand wine today. However, there's a greater problem. Theologically... If you say, and remember I pointed out that, that their wine was not fermented to the point of what we think of as wine today. All of our wine on the shelf today would be considered Sikar and strictly forbidden according to the, according in the original language, according to Scripture. But theologically to say that Jesus took this wine and made it an alcoholic wine the way that we understand alcoholic wine. To be given to those that the Scripture says is, have already drank all the wine that was there. There, okay, would have been the same as saying that he was an accomplice to their drunkenness and adding to what they were going to drink in addition to that. And therefore, if they were already drinking and and they, he gives it to them after they were, some translations say, well drunk, then he is an accomplice to sin. Now, let me point out why I know that. Habakkuk 2, verse 15, is crystal clear. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskins until they are drunk. So the scripture clearly says to give wine to those, to his neighbors who are pouring it from the wineskins until they get drunk would be sin and so let me point out that if you try to take the fact that Jesus created wine but the 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 but the translation here would be I believe wine in not anywhere near the fermented form that we understand probably not fermented at all it would be flavored wine with cloves and allspice and the things that they would typically as part of a Hebrew custom to flavor grape juice that way and, and sometimes there would be some slight uh, and I'm trying to be Real technical here, there would be some slight fermentation to some of it. Anything like we consider wine, you, you doubtful you could drink enough of it to get drunk drunk. So if Jesus did that, here's the problem. Even if you are trying to justify drinking... For your own sake, I would say you ought to reconsider what I consider a false interpretation of this scripture. Because if what people are saying is true, that Jesus created this wine to be poured out for those who are already, as some translations say, well drunk, then Jesus sinned. And that destroys the very foundation of Christianity, so it is no small matter to justify your recreation uh, of drinking things that today don't even aren't even what the Bible calls wine, it's what the Bible calls sakar, strong drink. then you are destroying the foundation of Christianity because it would have been sin for Jesus to have poured fuel out on this drunken fire, and that's not at all what the scriptures saying here well that's today's practice lap and I hope it helps you to run the race well.